Welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. I'm your host, Tori Johnston, and I'm so excited for you guys to be here with our special guest, Nicole. Nicole, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I am Nicole Natelli. I've done hair for 17 years, and I started in New York. Well, actually, I moved to Florida and got my license. Licensed there for two years, moved back to New York, grew my business for 15 years, and then I just recently moved back to Florida. And I am in Sarasota, Florida, working at Motor Salon. I basically do extensions and color, lived in color and low maintenance so I can circulate my guests. I'm loving it. What's your Instagram name? On the telly hair. And I'm really excited that you guys want to get to know me a little more and know my story and how I just moved my whole family and my business to a new state and started fresh after 17 years. I'm so excited to learn more about that and to just hear your story about that because it's not common that that happens, but it's it does have to happen sometimes. Starting off, I would like to hear more about just your journey in the industry from the beginning, some peaks and valleys that you've okay. experienced along the way. I started my business when I left high school. I thought I wanted to go to college to be a teacher and oh. I was going to in a college, but we moved down to Florida after high school. And I had the option to either go and find somewhere that I can go to school and get a degree or do something else. And I'm not typically a sit in a classroom and get a lecture kind of student. So I kind of said to my mom, like, I don't think that's really the path that I want to go. And she actually was very supportive. I saw a beauty school on the main street where we lived in Florida and Orlando. And I was like, right there, I want to go there. And if I don't like it, I will just pay the debt back and we'll figure (laughs) it out. It was fate. It was quite literally something that just popped up and I ended up loving it. And I gave my all. I stayed in Florida for two years doing hair, building my clientele, building my business. And my whole family decided that we were moving back to New York. So at 19, I moved back to New York, found a salon randomly to work in with no clientele, no real experience. I was working in a great clips not to say anything negative about that, but the dynamic and the way that they worked was not how I was going to be working when I moved to New York. I was going to be in a full service salon, not just like a cut and go kind of place. And with that, I really was forced and thrown into color, which I was extremely fearful because it's so in-depth. My boss at the time was a mentor that I can never thank enough because she pushed me (laughs) in ways that I thought I would break. She was like, you are going to figure it out by screwing (laughs) It's the best way to learn, honestly. You have to like just dive in. Yeah, so I built my business on corrective colors. I posted a few weeks back some stuff that I did and what I fixed and how my business grew from that. But I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to have my passion. So I started focusing on extensions and I was doing K-tips, I-tips, tape-ins, any type that I can get my hands on, I was getting certified. That kind of lit something in me that I was able to help people with confidence, with fullness, with problem areas. And I really started to grow my business with extensions. Now, at the time, IBE wasn't around. So I was doing all these other kinds, but I grew (laughs) with that. I got my name known with extensions and with color. And I really tried to grow my business in that while shifting my menu, trying to pull some of the other services out so I could niche market myself. So would you say that your networking and collaboration within that time from like weeding out those services, like giving those clients to other stylists helped your growth in 
your journey at all? Yeah, for sure. And then being that we were in such a big salon, I loved being able to refer them to someone I knew could help them with that. And it benefits you because you're able to then niche down and, and market yourself for the guests that you want and find your target market. I was able to do in three months of being in Modish what I tried to do for 12 years in New York, but my clients wouldn't mm-hmm. let me go. Started marketing myself as strictly IBE extensions and low maintenance lived in color. What I found with that was marketing myself in that way provided guests that wanted those services to come into my chair. So I I wasn't having to like put my heart into things that it wasn't into anymore. I can say, hey, you know, I love that. Unfortunately, that's not something that I'm passionate about. Let me provide you with someone who can do that. And if you know anyone that wants extensions or low maintenance color, I can do that for them. Right. It's so nice to hear that too. Like it's inspiring to hear that. I think a lot of times we think of rebuilding our whole clientele, like the scariest thing ever. You mentioned it can be so beautiful and actually just be exactly what you've wanted this whole time. Right. What do you feel like would be some challenges that you have faced along the way? Well, for one, I started my entire career and business over in a new state which is basically (laughs) what we're here for to learn how I did it. And like, you know, what helped me, but knowing that I had it in me to do it and just providing myself with the right moves along the way was the most important. I came down without even having a job. I stalked (laughs) Haley out. Yes. I stalked her out for months prior to moving. She didn't have a chair and it again, just happened when it happened and it was meant to be, but you know, some of the challenges were growing my business, getting myself out there in front of people that I've never lived in Sarasota before. I don't have friends, family connections. So I'm truly building organically from nothing. And something that I did to help myself was Google and Instagram ads, which you will learn in Business Masters. Yeah, I took that course in the perfect timing to learn how to really navigate the website to my benefit to get who I wanted in my chair immediately. So definitely, yeah, putting ads out for your target market. And like, you have to spend money to make money. Like I knew that I was going down there not knowing anyone. So what is the best way for me to get in front of these people? I would go on social media. I would look up like bougie hotels, bougie nightclubs. I would look up trendy like boutiques and those are my target market girls, the Pilates girlies, the coffee girlies. Like I would find their Instagram. I would be a creep and I would add them, go in their DMs. I'm new here. You know, you and your friends are beautiful. I would love to do your hair if you don't currently have a stylist, blah, blah, blah. Like be a creep because it's going to pay off and be professional. Offer them, you know, I can give you X amount off if you refer your friends to me or whatever. Like really thinking outside the box to find a way to get in front of these people so that I can grow from my couch because I didn't want to go out and be like, hi, um, let me do your hair. It's easy because then they're seeing what I provide as opposed to me approaching someone, which obviously works also, but you can see my portfolio. You can see the work. You can get to know me through my stories. There's things that I use to my advantage So see my Instagram and not having to make that, you know, decision right away and sitting on it and then seeing what I post, seeing how I do things like my transformations. What would you say was your best practice within that time? Was it social media ads? Is that what something that you would say is crucial to a stylist who's considering moving their business across the country or even just to a new area? So a lot of what I did, I do think that that was like one of the biggest things because that got me the exposure. And then it translated into 
a message or an inquiry, I made myself available whenever they were available. Like ideally, I don't want to work weekends. I have not worked weekends in like 14 years, but I don't have a choice right now. Making myself available to them, but also explaining the boundary of like, I can absolutely see you that day. I don't typically work weekends, but I would love to have you in my chair and then we could figure it out in the future. Right. So yeah, it was a mixture. I would say for sure, Instagram, get on the location pins, the tags, add all their friends. I looked at all the colleges around me. I want young girls. This sounds so weird. I want young, beautiful girls, but I do. I want these young girls who want to be on their stories, posting their hair. I want them doing the TikToks, having the transformations for me and getting me out there, get my exposure for me. I feel like too, with you, you're a very authentic person. And so everything that you post, people will have a really great perception of you and understanding of who you are before they even get in the chair. You do a really beautiful way of showing up and being very present on Instagram just showing your personality. And I feel like that, me just personally, like I feel like that is huge because people know kind of what they're getting into in yeah. a sense. There's more opportunity for the stylist to connect with you mm-hmm. prior to even being in your chair because of that. I agree with that. And I always felt like I wasn't doing social media the right way because I'm not the curated type. I'm very much like, I'll come on in a messy bun. <laughs> But it's me. I can't, I don't want to post at three and nine. Like, I understand that's how you get engagement. But for who I am as a person and for the craziness that my life is, I'm just going to get on when I can get on and I'm going to be myself. And then if you are with me, not with me, for me, not for me, you will weed yourself out organically and I will bring in my tribe and bring the people who want to be in my chair. So when I'm in my environment in the salon and I'm in my comfort zone and I'm in control of the energy of course I'm professional. I'm having a full in-depth consultation with you. I'm talking about your goals. Every little part is about you, but I want to be myself in that. I want to tell you like, no, we're not doing that because I'm not putting my name on that. And knowing like offensive way, it's just me and I am guiding you. But the biggest (laughs) advice that I can give for people, I never wanted to be Instagram famous. I never tried to make my page curated to look like the aesthetic. Like I'm posting that for a portfolio for my clients. I'm using it for exactly what I need it to be. I'm not trying to be the next so-and-so that has a verification and People are scared to come into salons. Women are very intimidated to come into salons. And stylists are trendy women. And, you know, I just feel like you want to be yourself. You want to make them comfortable so that they can feel like you're the new bestie. Like, that's what we are. We are therapists. We're friends. Make them feel that. Don't come on there all like, "Mm, I I don't even know how to explain it, but I just can't. It could never be me. I'm going to be me always. I love it. I love that about you. Really, truly. I feel like it is a huge, huge, huge advantage to be able to be so unapologetically yourself and show mm-hmm. up that way. Because the worst thing too is like, if you're not showing up yourself is for a client to feel catfished. So for them to see your feed or see you show up on Instagram in one way, and then for you to show up in person another way, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is this person? Yeah. Like who did I, who's, where am I? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I like that you mentioned too, it is very intimidating to walk into a salon. Mm-hmm. So scary, so much anxiety. But if I had connected with someone on Instagram and I'd seen their personality, I know like they would take care of me and they would provide me a comfortable experience while I'm there ahead of time. Right. I know for me, like I have anxiety and to go into a new setting and meet a new person and you're changing something that is so important. You're changing your hair, which could make or break your confidence. I want that person to walk in and already know what they're getting from me, both personality wise, my work and everything. 
and then just enjoy the experience. The anxiety is gone. They can truly just come and do what a salon is meant for. Relax and disconnect and just be taken care of. You just have your consult and you're hanging out with your new bestie. You're ready to go. With your move, would you say that it's been a really positive impact in your career just because you've been able to be really specific with the people that you are offering services to? Although, yeah, you have weekends here and there. You do what you need to do. But all in all, would you feel like this has been such a good impact? A hundred percent. And it's pushed me like in my work ethic and in what I'm providing because I've done a ton of transformations. It's made my education with IBE really be the forefront of how I'm dealing with these guests. In New York, a lot of those guests have coarser hair, naturally dense hair. I'm dealing with a lot of blonde beachy girls and I find a lot of what I do was overfoiling to achieve, you know, level two hair, getting the platinum with no yellow or orange. And, and these girls, already have level seven bases. So I'm in there like it's pushing me to go back to basics, but also use all of my new education to provide these changes for them. And it has. It's allowed me to consolidate my menu, provide only what I've been wanting to be for, you know, 17 years. I want to focus on extensions and color. And I never thought that my schedule or menu could do that because you know that it's there, but you doubt yourself, which is totally normal. If I start losing these clients, is my, are my books going to fill if I have to yep. get rid of certain services? It's very, very scary. But I told myself that that's what I wanted. And mm-hmm. only promoting that has seriously pushed my business to a place that I never thought that I could be. It's, it's really great. Exciting. It's actually like so inspiring to watch you move. And I remember when you were in master's business and I was like, oh my gosh, we were talking about Google My Business and Instagram ads and things like that. And I was like, this is going to be something that would really actually be important for you to look into doing since you're in the position of moving quite literally across the country and starting over with your business. And that was what, the beginning of the year? Like that was not even long ago. And so you've been able to do it so quickly. So what would you say if you had to give three tips to a stylist who is moving, what would you say those tips would be for them to do? Three tips. Okay. So the first one, definitely decide what you want your business to look like, who your target market is. Be so delusional in how much these people will spend on you, (laughs) what you want to provide. If you want to spend one day a week doing a transformation on a guest, then I want you to start marketing yourself as a transformative extension specialist, showing every step of the way of how you custom colored each weft, of how you take pictures of each row being installed and how the impact of what you're doing, how lengthy the process is. Just show all of that the background work of it. And that will catch people's eye, number one, because it's extremely interesting. It's extremely strategic. And we're so amazing at what we do. So really show off. Um, That would be the first thing. Take every picture, document every piece of content. And I know it's a lot of work, but when you have the time and you have that backload of all of those pictures and videos or whatever, you'll have content for the days you don't feel like doing it. And you can throw it in your story and say like, I can't wait for you to see what I created. That's the second tip. Like get in your stories and make people want to look for your bubble. Like Mm -hmm. I have had, I'm in my influencer era. I have had so many people. I look for your bubble every day. I want to watch your stories every day. And nobody's specific, you know? Um, (laughs) Me included. I I do look for your bubble, Nicole. I'm like, where's Nicole? What's she doing? I'm going about my life. But to hear that people are looking for my stories like that is like so cool. Cause then I'm like, all right. So I, 
I want to keep posting for them. It's like a little TV show. Like what's the next episode? Nicole's going to do another transformation this week. Oh my God. Like she posted eight hours ago, the hair laying there, but I want to see what she did. And it keeps them engaged with you, which will also help your page. And the third education, always education. If there's a class, you will see me there. If I have to fly to St. George and ask Jasmine to keep me in her house for a night, I'm going. If I have to. (laughs) come to Oklahoma and meet a friend, you know, like I will be anywhere because at the end of the day, money's not real. It's a write-off. I almost let $3,000 stop me from taking IBE education and my business nowhere like where it is now if I did not jump in head first. I sat on that decision for months and I was like, you know what? It's the most that I ever paid for education course. Yeah looking back now, and that was only two years ago, looking at where I am, what I'm able to do outside of the salon, because that's the most important to me. Right. I can be home with my husband and my kids. I can say no to weekends. I can randomly fly out and not have to worry about my work schedule because I know that it'll be there when I get back because I've built that. It's what I'm able to provide from outside of the salon because of what I can say that I want to do behind my chair now. Wow. Education always. That is so beautiful. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it is a hard thing when you're jumping in. Maybe it's the most you ever spent on education. Maybe you don't see all of the opportunity that really is sitting on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I will say this is like the only instance that I can say this, that the grass is greener on the other side of IBE. And that is 100% because we water it as stylists there with education. So it's not just because it's the best certification it is, but there's work that each stylist does to maintain it and does to educate themselves. And so I really love that you mentioned that and that not that alone, that you sat on that, you went for it, but then the life that it's provided you outside of the salon, it literally could just make me emotional because it's so true. I mean, how many hairstylists are there working 60 hour weeks, long days, missing their kids events, missing the first day of school, missing all of these important memories because they have to work or they're obligated to. That was one of the major changes that I made in my path. When I went back to New York and I got hired at that salon that I was at for so long, I always call it like an assembly line salon. I would be thrown color after color. There was no connection. There was no experience. It was quite literally throw their touch up, throw their foil. Someone else is going to rinse tone and blow dry them. You are just there to make me money. It was commission. Not all commission salons are like that. I would never regret it. It pushed me to hustle. It pushed me to want to make more, to work faster, smarter, not harder. I failed many times and it made me just figure out what happened and what went wrong and and fix it. Jumping into my suite was the scariest move that I made at that point because I out of that hustle and bustle. I missed Brayden's first like eight months of life because I was constantly working weekends, working till 10 or 11 o'clock at night, like no breaks. It was not what I wanted for my life or my salon life. And I jumped into a suite as scary as it was. And I just told myself, even if I lose 50% of my clientele and they don't follow me, the freedom that I will get by working with just the other 50%, I can make the experience I want. I can slow down. My body doesn't have to hustle like it is because I was not going to make many years in this industry. It opened a lot of things for me. Then I could dive into a different brand of extensions, which is when I started doing IBE. It was a little lengthier because as I was learning, it wasn't just throwing tape-ins in and like, if it rips out, you're good. You know, it's totally different. And my clients saw the value. The people who I had to turn away with other methods that I was like, I finally have a solution for you. Your hair's fine. I have a solution for you. You can't get too close. I finally have something. I have a guest. She wears her bangs from the middle of her head down and she pulls the back. And from the years of styling like that, she has traction alopecia on both sides. 
you can see through to her scalp. She has worn two rows of extensions with IBE for the last one and a half years with growth. I am going to be posting her pictures soon. All of this has grown in. I can finally say I've slowed down. I can breathe. I'm making more money and not working as much. And I am providing guests with something that I know is the safer, healthier method for them. So it's all been uphill. It's been the best. I love it. I love all of those experiences. I feel like you are just such an inspiration to people too. Another thing that I noticed that you do is you just go for it. You're willing to just try new things and figure things out along the way. And I think that that's the biggest benefit of this industry is that we can do that. We can just pick up and do whatever we want to. And so I think we as stylists need to step away from the hesitation and go for it more often. We will really be able to reap those benefits on the other side of that fear of the what if and how and when, where, what, why, if we just go for it and then we'll find those answers along the way. And if it doesn't work, just go back to what you were doing. Everything in the industry is changing around us. You can't keep doing the same things you were doing and expecting your guests to pay more, be okay with you, you know, taking the days off that you feel like taking, like just do it jump in because they might be expecting a change and upgrade or whatever. Maybe they're getting bored with what we're doing and they want to see new. So every once in a while, I'll switch up a client's layout and be like, listen, I just saw this. I found something better. If we don't love it, we go back to what we were doing. Don't just keep doing the same things. Try a different formula. People would be like, yeah, but they liked what they like. But I'm the creative. And if I'm feeling like it's getting kind of bleh, like I'm not loving it anymore and it's my work and you are my muse, yep. you're going to love it if I tell you that you love it. It's going right. to look bomb. I'm not going to make you walk out like a fool. My name is on it. Right. So. Just try the new placement, try the new layout, give her an April, move across the country. You figured. <laughs> exactly right. Anything that you've been like, let this be your sign. Let me be your guru. Do it. Yes. Just we should just name this episode, just do it. Like let's do it. That might be like a there's a trademark, but we'll do we could do a backwards. Right. We'll do it the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing your stories and hearing all of your inspiring advice because it really is inspiring it lights a fire. I feel like even just within my soul, I'm like, okay, I'm going to the salon this week. I'm telling my clients like what we're going to be up to. Thank you for coming and sharing this with us. I obviously look for your bubble every time I get on Instagram. I love chatting with you here, spending more time with you. I'm really excited to visit and hang out with all of you guys. We were talking yesterday about IBEcon. It's April in Cabo. It's going to be an absolute blast. If you guys need more information, it is on the website at InvisibleBeatExtensions.com. You guys can book your stay. If you're interested in coming, there are still tickets. It's going to be absolutely amazing since we're going international this time. If you guys are interested in more information about education, all of it is on the website as well under advanced education so you can check it out don't forget to follow nicole it's my name i made it easy so it's nicole natelli hair you guys have to follow her so you can look for her bubble i love it thank you so much for joining us again and spending your morning with us thank you guys all for listening if you love this episode as much as we did please rate and subscribe and we will catch you guys on the flip side